0: Podcast that plays dress up with movies critics overlook. If a film can't make it over the 60% hurdle that Rotten Tomatoes uses as a fresh guideline, we get to ask them to dance <laughs> with us here on the podcast. I'm Max Rue.
1: See, it wasn't so bad. And I'm yeah. Courtney Peranto. This week, we're looking back at two Rotten Period pieces from the 2000s, A Knight's Tale, starring the late and legendary Heath Ledger and Soya Coppola's much-anticipated follow-up to Lost in Translation, Marie Antoinette.
0: Right. And we're not alone this week. We're joined yeah. by... Sometimes writer, very very online, very funny person. A beat anwar, thank you for coming. For thanks for having me
2: thanks for having me I, I'm excited for this one because I had never seen A Night's sale actually somehow before this me either so it was like a good ex- yeah. oh wow it was a good excuse to watch it yeah Yeah.
0: I had seen A Night's Tale but not Marie Antoinette I had always put off Marie Antoinette because I was like I figure we'll cover it at some point so I'll just but watch you're like it a
1: Sassaman girl you you're like <laughs> I was yeah that, like that, was big,
0: <laughs> that was a big that uh, was a big early crush for me 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> she had a great she had a great early 2000s it was this and 40 days and 40 nights and rules of attraction
1: yeah Um, (laughs) she she was
0: she was on top of the world isn't she a
1: fellow hoppa isn't she also filipino is I she? think she's part Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like yeah. she's like a Keanu or a Kristen Kurik or like a what's her name? Phoebe Cates that is like half Asian, but can like wipe past so well. And then like if you just do her uh, hair one way, she looks and we can talk about her hair. Um 90% of my notes are <laughs> the state of her hair in this movie.
0: She's Hawaiian Filipino, you're right. Yeah, so. watching it, I was like, okay, she looks mixed,
2: but it's hard to tell, you know, and like the rest of the movie, there's not anyone that like looks mixed otherwise. So it just kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't really sure. So she's like so
1: pretty. She kind of just looks like the AI, like whatever thing Ryan Gosling's character has that's like the, his character that just like has a fake girlfriend. He just, she just looks like so pretty and like <laughs> perfectly cherry picked. She's obnoxious. So
0: Amanda Armis would play her in knight's tale
1: 2020 i feel like yes i feel like that's a natural <laughs> flip-flop i was just
0: curious because you you had seen marie Antoinette*, right
2: i had seen it before yeah
0: okay because you wanted to yeah because i reached out about like a couple different episodes and you had chosen this one so i didn't know if a night's Tale* held a special place in your heart but it i've didn't. been
2: <laughs> well it's more so because i was uh i've been kind of in the mood to watch like some period piece kind of like, things lately, so I was like, okay, this yeah. is a good one to talk about, and then, like, I, I always find one of the things about... And Maria I do... I liked... Initially, when I watched it, so I was like, "Oh, this is a real good reason to rewatch it." And then, like something that, like I don't know if it's talked about a lot, but it's like a really good, like, edible movie, I think. So it was like a good excuse <laughs> to like, get yeah. <laughs> on something and watch it because I don't think it has that reputation really, even though it really is a really great, really great like edible movie.
1: What movies carry that reputation? I don't think that like that's a pocket that I've found. I I don't know, but I
2: know there are some like you know like if you ever talk about like people, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a great movie to watch while high," but then it's like with Maria Antonia. I don't know if that's like something I've ever really heard because you know there's always like. Talk about just like how it was received when it first yeah, came out, yeah. sort of just like how they portray Marie herself. Like, but in general, like it just like it's a, it's a movie very much about like vibes in, in many ways, yeah. And you're kind of watching it, and it's like, and that's that, that's interesting to me because it's like super about feeling, and like how like the whole movie is capturing how she's feeling at any given moment just through mm-hmm. like everything around her and visually so I think that's like a really good movie to get lost into and the soundtrack supports that because it's a very like sure. vibes vibing out
3: soundtrack
0: I totally agree with that because like my my friend pointed out to me recently listening to the podcast he's like I feel like most of the time when you talk about it maybe you just watch you're like oh I might have been high when I watched it and I was like fuck am no, I no, no, fucking no, getting too high 50, when I watch these movies before the podcast yeah, yeah. I was like maybe I should watch <laughs> yeah. some of them sober but you can't watch reindeer games not high I mean come on no <laughs> no, no. Definitely no but like I it. This was when I watched sober I like watched it like on a cloudy afternoon recently, and it's also a good like just I feel like she makes really nice just like cloudy afternoon mm-hmm. in bed movies, mm-hmm. so like it had like a good effect in that way. But yeah, like thinking about afterwards, I was like ah, I probably could have got a little more Antoinette. I mean, I guess we'll start in pre nine eleven world with a night's tale. <laughs>
3: He believes enough, a man can do anything. We could do this. In one month, we could be on our way to glory and riches none of us ever dreamed of. You can't even joust. I think he's getting worse. He is getting worse. William Thatcher didn't make the rules. He was born... I've waited my whole life for this moment. ...to break them. Yes! Thank you, I'll be here all
2: week. Well, that was different you are? Ulrich von Lichtenstein from Gelderland.
1: Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. I would have him win my heart. You're my favorite knight. He's won four tournaments in a row. On a horse, that man is unbeatable. You're just a silly boy with a horse and a stick. It's called a lance. Hello? If the nobles find out who you are, they'll be the devil to
0: pay. And pray that they don't. Ulrich von Lichtenstein is not who he appears to be. They're going to arrest you. A dozen royal guards. I
1: love you. There's nothing else to do. Run, and I will run with you. I will
3: not run! I'm a knight. I'm here to compete.
1: Your name makes no matter to me. so long as I can call you my own. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's basically it's Rocky. It's straightforward. And... But okay, here's the problem with
1: me in a night's tale. My first note is like, uh-oh, is this like a low-key sports movie? I, was like, I mean, it kind of is. I was like, fuck me. I can't write this. So let's go. So it's directed by someone who I think was like mostly a screenwriter. Max, I know they're going to have more notes on this later name. Brian Hagelin, a nice sort of like an openly liberal restaging of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales with, you know, kind of heartthrobby actors. And it follows the rise of a wannabe jouster, William, played by Heath Ledger, who has assumed the identity of a knighted man in order to be considered worthy to compete. William, a.k.a. Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein, assembles a ragtag group of training buddies, including a female blacksmith, whose name is Kate, and Chancellor himself, played by Paul Bettany. (laughs) During one of his jousting matches, William catches the glimpse of a noblewoman, Jocelyn, Played by Shannon Sossaman, and the film kind of splinters off from there, half paying attention to William's ascension into the jousting circuit and half following William's horniness for Jocelyn. Both, <laughs> the, right? Yeah. Uh, both storylines come to a boil as one of Jocelyn's other quarters challenges William to a match that could go so far as to kill him. There's, of course, a backstory where William's true identity is revealed, and another overlapping one where Prince Edward with. Uh, So, to me, the Prince Edward storyline was, like, super homoerotic.
0: The guy that, um... it's like pretending to not be royalty to compete or whatever. Who's like, I can't believe you draw yeah. or whatever. Because okay, that yeah, felt yeah.
1: <laughs> like one of the more memorable things to me. But however, it's like not that important. Full disclosure, I've never read Canterbury Tales. I'm guessing that must be like a really prominent plot line in the Canterbury Tales. For like the movie to feel like it needs to feature that guy. And like such a like a really loving light. I, but I did not know what was happening. It made, I uh, do not I smoke don't. weed because I become a paranoid person. But it made me feel like I did smoke too much weed and I was like missing something very important, like that they were like brothers or lovers, but no, they just like, like each other in like a homie way, I guess.
0: (laughs) He respects them. He's like, you, yeah, it's so weird. You don't don't acknowledge my royalty. And I think that's tight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) Which in real life I was like, would he be okay with that? I mean, but then he like (laughs) makes him like bow at the end, which is kind of (laughs) Mm
0: Well, yeah, he's know, like, I'm going to hook you up, but you got to <laughs> fucking <laughs> respect me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I mean, I hadn't seen A Night's Tale in like fucking 20 years. Like since it came out, I saw it in theaters. I remember when it came out as a kid. This is like teetering right at the it, at the uh, rotten threshold. It's got a 59%. It's barely. We're, lucky. We're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucking lucky. I wake up every day thankful that I could talk about A, <laughs> a Night's Tale on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Watching it again, I was, like, really worried about watching it because I was, like, I remember thinking it was, like, fun as a kid, and I was like, I feel like this shit's going to be really bad. Listen, I had a good time watching it. Really?
1: I, I kind of felt I like
0: minded.
1: Like, <laughs> like the moments of like musical eruption should just like happen more often. Like, I just thought it, thought it for was like sure, sort yeah. of like uneven and inconsistent. And maybe it's because now we're living in like a post Bridgerton world where I'm like, this could be so much better and so much cummier.
0: What could be cummier about a night's tale? Where could we listen? I'm, I mean, I'm all I'm for just the come, still someone we're...
1: who was scandalized by how cummy Bridgerton was. I loved it. Oh, okay. I didn't
0: watch Bridgerton, so I didn't realize okay you're i forgot I there's like a whole you told me about like there's the, a
1: cum plot line
0: there is you tried to get me to watch it by telling me there was cum on it and i was like i'm listening but what's the wait what's the what is the plot line?
1: basically yeah. like in bridgerton the girl is like so stupid about what fuck is that she doesn't know like that 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 like pulling out means that you have like a lesser chance of like getting impregnated so she doesn't realize that that hot dude that quit the show god bless him <laughs> like he's trying to like not get like purposely like not get her pregnant i'm also like deeply worried that too many people like young people are gonna like re-enter society and use the pull-out method like too much too, <laughs> too much trust but yeah that's the plot of bridgerton from what i was able to decipher and like oh. <laughs> bridgerton does the things that like movies like this and like romeo and juliet and some like i don't know some other movies i feel like are of this ilk like bridgerton does it really well where it like takes a pop song and manages mm-hmm. to like really intricately i mean this i would not say is like intricately like woven throughout the fabric of the piece it does stand out in a way that can be really fun but mm-hmm. like i said i just wished like listen i'm stupid it's too sporty to me for like 70 <laughs> percent of the movie i just want it to be them staring at each other from the bleachers that's fun I don't care about the horse. And then also, hmm, problem with jousting, to me, is that, like, I can't even see him when he's in all that thing.
0: Yeah, there's, like, a couple moments where I was definitely, like, I don't know which one he is. I'm assuming he's the one that is coming out on top when, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I
2: like like sports movies a lot, but I got to say, during this movie, I was tuning out in the jousting scenes a lot Mm -hmm. because...
0: They're not the most well-directed, yeah. Yeah,
2: and I didn't really care who won or lost really because you know I, like again i like i wish there was just more like kind of bro time in in, in, in between that like, because that was probably like the best part of the movie and, yeah. like for me like the first 10-15 minutes were hard until like paul benny really comes into the thing and he kind of just like livens it up a little yeah. bit because he just comes in and he's like i just want to be jolly talk about yeah. shit and then, like <laughs> just do like mischievous things which is kind of like fun for frig and then that like really arrives like brings it into like a different gear for a while. Cause like I, I I struggled because I was just like, All right, this guy seems like he has a pretty chill life, you know, walking around the woods, like doing... <laughs> and then he's like his ultimate goal is to just like protect the royalty you know which is that, you know, I'm just like alright that's like you know, I, I can't really relate to that because it just like it would be like if someone's goal in life now is to become like Secret Service you know and, yeah. and, and that would that is that's the plot of White
0: House Down that is
1: that was like, that, to me like, yeah. the opening when like Heath Ledger has <laughs> dreads and is hanging out with those two dudes mm-hmm. to me the opening is like very similar that's so that's to that's Mark
0: Addy and, and Alan Tudyk and, <laughs> yeah, come on guys. they're they, I know, know they're working actors they're in
1: stuff but to me the whole like first 10 minutes when he's like chilling with them and again he has dreads for a while in this movie it reminds me of like when simba just hangs out with timon and pumbaa like before he comes (laughs) back i "I think this is just (laughs) ripping up the lion king
0: also i think mark addy was like the biggest actor in the movie at the time when it came out, because Heath Ledger was like kind of coming up after the Patriot and 10 Things I Hate About You. But Mark Addy had done like Full Monty and like a few other things. So I think mm-hmm. like when I was reading about it, I think the studio at the time was kind of like, well, listen, Mark Addy's like our big guy. <laughs> and like they were like <laughs> stoked about Mark Addy. <laughs> like, like and he was going to bring in the tickets. And I mean, Rufus Sewell, I feel like has just been around like doing like he was just in The Father. But he's just always like popped up and shit. At the time, he did. What was that movie he did? Um, Dark City. That's kind of R-C-D. like a cult movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in yeah. forever. W-
1: wasn't Paul Bettany famous?
0: Paul Bettany wasn't that big at the time.
1: Okay. Because A Beautiful Mind time... was later this year. Okay. Yeah. I kept I th- imagining yeah. Paul Bettany like, going out after hours of filming The Night's Tale and people being like, what are you up to lately? And he just has to be like, I'm playing Chancer, <laughs> in a <laughs> movie aimed for 14-year-olds, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's- a nice. I didn't
2: know- <laughs> yeah i I couldn't tell because i didn't know like the context of the thing so i was watching it and i didn't know it's supposed to be based i mean i guess like in hindsight though but like i didn't know it was supposed to be based on like canterbury tales or anything so i'm like watching it and then he like introduces himself and i'm just like is this like a joke or like is it like actually supposed to be like i couldn't figure that out so it's driving me nuts the entire time so i just like paused it to google it because i was just like i don't understand if it's
0: supposed to be a joke or not
1: i think it's both didn't (laughs) martin lawrence also play chancellor around this time
0: you're talking about black knight i am yeah black knight's the same year as Mm -hmm. this
1: Oh fuck Chancer was having A big year <laughs> This is a big but... year yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We should have done A Night's On Black Knight What the fuck Were we th- I, totally I don't know If there Black was I two Joustie movies
1: That's probably good For me I think I <laughs> only <that's, laughs> had the Brain space To focus on one
0: I remember being Stoked to rent Black Knight At my video store I was like Fuck yeah I'm gonna rent Black Knight tonight It's and for sure rotten Yeah I mean It's not very yeah, good yeah. But like Yeah I mean this is a weird Period for Martin Lawrence Although Blue Streak Is kind of fun
3: Blue Streak is good
2: kind
0: of, Yeah, yeah I, I mean From what I remember It's been a long time but i was like i feel like blue street it's a good time national security is a weird one with steve's on clearly i've seen a lot of martin lawrence movies from the early 2000s yeah (laughs) and then like brian Hugelin or hedgeland however you say his fucking name
1: he has a weird career
0: yeah i mean well he was coming off an oscar when i think he won for la confidential because he wrote that which is very fucking good i mean like Mm. you know he can be he wrote mystic river which i think Still is fucking great. Yeah. I, I forget what else he directed recently. I think it was that Tom Hardy movie where he played twins. Oh, legend. Is it a legend? Oh, yeah. I
1: forgot about that.
0: Yeah. But this is like his first movie, I think.
2: I thought, I thought he was doing the Cleopatra Dennis movie.
0: Oh, he is. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be. Yeah, it looks. Oh, you, no, that's not true. This, this is not his first movie. He did Payback, that Mel Gibson movie.
1: What a weird career.
0: I think he's like a <laughs> he's like a journeyman. Like I think he's just like a you know he's like almost like the fucking like James Mangold or Mark Forster of like screenwriters. Yeah. He's just like yeah, I got you. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever you need. But does he I mostly adapt?
1: It sounds like because like is it Mr. I think Frickers, so. Yeah, LA Confidential. And of course, this it's based on. maybe well, his the first, first credit one. is yeah. Nightmare
0: on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master, right. which I've never seen. That's the Rennie Harlan one, which I heard is kind of cool, but that's um, the only
2: one I haven't seen. I think of the Nightmare.
0: And then he just, like, kind of didn't do much for a while. And then he did that movie Assassins that's, I guess, most known for the Antonio Banderas gif, jif, whatever. Yeah, he does Conspiracy Theory, that Postman movie with Kevin Costner that was like oh a huge God. bomb. Um, when <laughs> Kevin Costner was just given like every shot in the world. It's crazy that after Waterworld for Kevin Costner, they were like, yeah, you could do the Postman. They
1: keep doing more things. Like that. <laughs>
0: Give this guy another $100 million. <laughs> And then he did some stuff for Clint. He wrote Man on Fire. Okay. Which is always good. And Taking a Pelham, one, two, three. Good for him. He gets around.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: if you work with Clinton and Tony Scott, I mean, you're, you're good in my books, but you've done something right. But yeah, this one's fucking, I mean, listen, if like I this is a, very... it's a goofy ass movie. Like it's one yeah. of the goofiest movies, I think, like as far as like a big blockbuster. It did well, right? Considering like the cast wasn't that well known at the time. Like it was. I think so, well yeah. All
2: right. It
0: made like over, they made like 120 million worldwide. And I think it costs like 55, 60 million to make, which is like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, like watching it. I was like, this is so fucking goofy and weird. but I was like, I honestly would rather see more mid-budget weird shit like this than a lot of the other fucking dumb blockbusters that we get now. I was like, this shit is stupid, but like, at least it's having a good time. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like- I just
1: like, because I love rom-com so much, like part of me, I I just wanted the romantic comedy aspects of this or the romance even aspects of this to be more pronounced. For sure. Because Mm -hmm. she's not, like, there's hardly any scenes that- Jocelyn is in that doesn't involve, like you just don't get to know her at all besides like her backstory is literally that she's hot. Like that's like her backstory when they meet her backstory (laughs) is like everyone's like, I'm so beautiful (laughs) that it, is distracting for my life Yeah, I'm too beautiful he's just
2: like he's just like I'm gonna make my life's mission to be with this person who I've never met before like yeah I mean listen
0: in all fairness in like 1370 or whatever it takes place like if that was me I'd be like fuck it I'm just gonna like put all my eggs in that basket because I might just die of some Mm -hmm. weird disease tomorrow
1: (laughs) it's like obviously Shannon Sassaman is like way hot like just in general but like the female blacksmith I'm like why doesn't he want her, she, I think she's married. In my she? life, I feel like no, he's dead.
3: Oh, so she's not a dead. bird, she's,
1: but yeah. I think he's dead. Yeah, yeah. she's I think super he's cute dead, too. and yeah. it's like. Yeah, she's really cute, and she yeah. can like make his shit for him. I just always she has feel a like backstory. that's. Who... Yeah, it's like it's like Midge and Vertigo or something. It's like you should be with her. Like why? Like why are you chasing this one woman? That's how Brian
0: Hugglin was was pitching it? He was like, "Listen, she's just like Midge and Vertigo."
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, that's. What I mean, I do think if it was
1: remade now, he would like realize that like he liked the blacksmith, and then also that woman that was in the artist, one of the worst mo- movies of all. Time time is like <laughs> Shannon Sassamon's Oh fuck like is that little- who that
0: was? Yeah, I, had to I look saw to name I in the credits. I couldn't quite
1: place it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, what was, are they supposed was to just... be sisters? Are they supposed to be... I mean, yeah, I talk about so no backstory.
0: backstory. She literally exists just to be like, I have a message for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and then whoever got put in charge of her hair, it's like, have you seen all those photos of Meghan McCain on The View and how her hair says yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not <laughs> trolling her. It feels really like that. It's like, they're too <laughs> wild. For the, and the I'm Bernice Bejo character? No, just the in this movie i'm just like Mm. holy smokes it's like only because that hair sits on top of a perfect face do you not realize like how bonkers it is and like her (laughs) costumes seem to be just like on another level than like everyone else's which is like kind of cool and i like
0: i think that that probably was the goal they were like how far can we push this beautiful woman into like how can we make <laughs> her fucking hair look like, without like people noticing and like listen she still looks great every time like oh yeah well, it's really just that one hairstyle no. where it's kind of like the like no. um peacock yeah. look that was like no there's was, a like, few I mean, yeah, but ones. that was the one where you were like, what the fuck is that? But like, even some of her wardrobe too looked very, and I'm assuming this was the point, is that it was like supposed to look kind of modern. Yeah, um, she yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, she looks like she she's going
1: to a ren fair. Yeah,
0: she looks like she's going to like the Met Ball or whatever and like, or the Met Gala. And you're like, okay, I mean, she's, just, but I think that's the thing is that like, it's, I, I don't think it's like a bad idea, like, especially for Me like, either. I don't like for like 2001, yeah. like, especially even for both these movies, like, obviously, more so this one, I was just like, the 2000s were weird. I mean, like, the fact that this was like a successful like pitch to be like we're gonna do like a jousting you know sports movie with with modern or not even modern but with like 70s like stadium mm-hmm. rock music it, should it just have super been weird. more
1: stadium rock music like we yeah, it's so not very consistent yeah. in what it's For trying Bowie to do. Come in and as yeah. someone that had never seen this before like I thought that the whole movie because I've only seen it sort of in like montages and clips and like shit on Instagram like I just assumed that it was like structured around
0: are there a lot of Night's Tale montages on Instagram?
1: I think that I'm the kind of person <laughs> that, like, my Instagram feed suggests all the time that I revisit. <laughs> Night's
3: Tale. <laughs> to like, um, yeah, see yeah. that. We know you're looking
1: <laughs> Pictures of Keanu Reeves <laughs> and pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. That's like 90% of my feed. And then, like, new you know, So, be yeah, I think, I think that I've seen
3: Night's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen the dance
1: scene in here, the really fun one. I mean, it's the, like the at it's the best scene in the movie. It's the best scene of the movie. It's really great. And then that dude yeah. that I had to look up, like the the villain of the movie. Max, the do you remember is, what yeah. movie that we have recently seen him in? Because it was like killing me. He's Kate Winslet's shitty boss in The Holiday.
0: Yeah, he is. He also, speaking of like Danny Houston, who pops up in re and we talked about last week in Birth, I feel like Rufus Sewell and Danny Houston both exist in that same universe of just like yeah. born to play villainous scumbags yeah. that you absolutely do not want the love interest to be with. <laughs> Yeah, I always describe Rufus Sewell as
2: sort of like evil Billy Crudup. Like, they kind yes. of, like, yeah, you know, if you, like, took Billy Crudup and you're like, how do we make him look a little more menacing? If, like, yeah. we get, like, Rufus. You, know, you gotta of- give
0: him that old English, like, wealthy energy, and that's what, <laughs> what brings it. I mean, yeah. he, like, literally just, every scene he's in, he's just, like, scouring or staring from the distance and just, just thinking about how he's getting how he's cooked.
3: Cooked. He yeah, yeah, every yeah, scene
0: he's, he's just, did. like, this fucking poor piece of shit is cucking me. I'm just trying to fuck this <laughs> I know, <woman."> I know. <laughs> and Apparently that dancing too, which it's funny. Like coincidentally, yesterday a vulture piece came out about it because it literally that, yeah. is the 20th anniversary really? of this movie this week, and it talks about that the making of that dancing because the whole thing was pretty much Heath Ledger's idea to do Bowie because originally it was supposed to be, um, it was weird. It would have been really weird. It was "Get Down Tonight" by Casey and the Sunshine Band.
1: Oh, that would have be been kind of and embarrassing, right?
0: I think it would have been weird. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, <laughs> but you, but you I guess, know, I think I think he could pull it off because. He's like, he's great. I think he could. Yeah. Well, I guess he came to him and was like, I think we should do golden years. And they were like, oh, we already like, you know, started um, choreographing this. And I guess Heath Ledger was like, no, it's the exact same like rhythm. Like he was like, we don't have to change the dance. He's like, it actually works. And he was like, I guess Heath Ledger was just like, just known for being a really excited actor and just was like, always had ideas and was just like very stoked about everything. I guess, yeah, when he, he was like really excited about doing Bowie and he was like, can we please just like, he, it almost sounds like a little kid, like going to like his parent being like, please, can we just try this? And if you don't like it, I swear we'll just do the other one. Um, but he was like really yeah. excited to do it and it ended up working out like perfectly. But I mean, I think it's, that was a great call on his Yeah, end. I mean, the <laughs>
1: other thing that is that like, you're the only one here that has ever seen Knight's Tale when like Heath Ledger was not a deceased person. So I think now too, like the way of knowing that he is, Mm -hmm. like, one of the actors that, like, is just, like, gone way, 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 way too soon. Um, Like, him and River Phoenix. It's, like, it's impossible to kind of, like, watch their work without remembering that constantly. And I think that because of that, too, I just wanted the movie to be, like, slightly better than it was. But obviously, like, that's not his fault. And apparently he made it better than it was going to be. But (laughs) he just kept being, like, come on. And I also, like, for as attractive as both leagues are, like, I don't think that they have that much chemistry. Like They don't.
2: No, I think they just are
1: both hot,
2: yeah. I just probably just probably the director's fault too because he just I don't think he knew what chemistry really was, and I think like he kind of just like landed into moments where it was just like, oh yeah, like I I don't know because even like with the blacksmith, like I feel like there could have been some chemistry there, but in in general, yeah, Yeah. there wasn't anything. And And I guess like I can see the point where like he wouldn't be interested because his mission in life is literally to be a knight, and like I feel like him being interested in a woman who could whoop his ass probably was just like so foreign to like the director at the time where it's like she made so much sense because they hung out together they were like super friendly yeah I don't know but yeah they had no chemistry because they had like barely any
0: screen time together other than like They don't really have much screen time. And she's, she has yeah. more screen
1: time with well, his dad or like more chemistry with his dad. <laughs> she yeah. like she tells him, him the, I'm,
0: I'm fucking your blind dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> things are really messy <laughs> over here right now. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and then like
1: the whole thing that's like brings them together and like, uh, they kind of like affirm that they both like, like each mm-hmm. other is that he writes her that letter. That is like, everyone everybody's writes it. It's like yep. everyone in his friend group <laughs> gives him, Like the one thing, (laughs) like the, their one gem of a thing, the, They have to say, and it's like, what is this woman gonna do when she realizes that this dude isn't this deep? Like he doesn't. (laughs) He's an idiot. That he doesn't have life
3: experiences. (laughs)
1: That he's just hot as fuck. Like, and and I just like, and then that doesn't really go anymore.
2: Yeah. I know. It's like, and the typical movie that would go
1: punished. You know, like you can't get away with that in the realm of a rom com. That's something that you like get found out, and then like you get slapped, you get water thrown in your face. Like, give me something like this. No, there's never
0: any like state really there because even when she finds out like who he really is she's just like you got to get out of here and then he's like well, you know what are we going to go do like you know live with the pigs and she's like yes we will live with the pigs
3: yeah and then he's immediately <laughs> like she's knighted. totally cool
0: with it yeah, yeah. she's like no, no no it's okay i'll live with the pigs with you because you're so hot run and
3: i will run with you jocelyn i cannot run i'm a
2: knight and i will put myself
3: to the hazard A knight in your heart, but not on paper, and paper's all that matters to them.
1: William, I love you. And I'm sorry, but I won't see you led away bound for the stocks. Oh, but you will see me run. No! Damn your pride, William. It is you and only you that will not see you run.
3: My pride is the only thing they can't take from me. they
1: can take it from you. They can and they will. But love they cannot take.
3: And where will we live? In, In my hovel. With the pigs inside in winter, so they won't freeze. Yes, William, with the pigs.
0: I mean, I don't necessarily blame Shannon Sossman because at the time too, like she no. was not an actress. She was, I don't know if everyone's familiar. A Levi's just like, model? That's- no, not even. She was a DJ. She was a model, but she oh. was like mostly a DJ. She was a DJ at Gwyneth Paltrow's birthday party.
1: Mm. That's how she was what?
0: discovered. Yeah, yeah. She was discovered uh, as a DJ. Which, so She was like a pre-group influencer. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she was a part of group history. <laughs> And I guess she like commented on it afterwards she was like, I just felt kind of like lost on set. She's like, I had like a great time, but I just felt super lost because she's not like she's I think actually pretty good in the rules of attraction. Yeah, I mean,
1: no, I don't like that movie. So, well, yeah, that is a, it's hard for me to say like what I do and don't like in that movie, because like we, we watched that movie for this podcast. And mm-hmm. I think we both just found it to be I think it grossed us out more. Like we've like disliked movies a lot. But that one, I think that we both felt like squicky because we did like it as teenagers. She's probably yeah. the best in 40 Days and 40 Nights.
0: Yeah, another one that we'll cover at some point, yeah. but I haven't mm-hmm. seen that another one I haven't seen in 20 years.
1: But there's no sports when I remember. Like, <laughs> no, like, it's just him, it's him trying more like a back and forth, like for- two-handed romantic comedy <laughs> where like this one is all about him and like him jousting, which I don't care about. Like really the most I can remember a scene in the, this movie is the scene where like he gets knighted by that dude that was like trying to hide his identity as a jouster, and then he's the prince. And like they, they they have just like so much weird chemistry, like the camera. fucking loves that dude like (laughs) it's so bizarre to me yeah you know that everything's gonna be okay also for a jousting movie there's like not enough i think that people get really hurt while jousting this seems to think that like jousting is a (laughs) tame-ass sport it looks
0: extremely it's like medieval times (laughs) yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i think it's medieval times and yeah yeah i was like like, there's no
0: like yeah i mean obviously they're not gonna there's not like a world where a pg-13 movie like this in 2001 is like let's get into you know how fucking painful this is i think
1: that you could have like some just like gurneys on body it's just like taken away <laughs> well, like, think you, think you could have even shown it through
0: like yeah or even just the really yeah. fucking great like sound design or just like i don't know something where you could have like shown just like the impact of it a little more but like like i said i think it's just like one of those kind of like early 2000s you know studio action movies where it's like it's kind of goofy and it has like its own weird you know charm about it but like it's not very focused on any one particular thing. It has a lot of stuff that it's kind of trying to throw at you and it's not really fully committed to any of it. No, it's a and hard it's also, movie to hate. I mean, I, I can't yeah. imagine being like, fuck a nightstand.
1: No, <laughs> I'm like, no, <no>, no. <laughs> sure can a lot see. of mediocre boyfriends from the early 2000s <laughs> did. <laughs>
0: so,
1: like seriously. And I, and I think that like the same thing I was saying about Bridgerton. I really like Bridgerton or like stand up for it. The thing that this movie is also, it's like impossible not to be like, well, Romeo, it's like derivative of Romeo and Juliet, Romeo plus Juliet. And that movie to me is like. Pretty perfect and I don't even like Boslerman very much. It's just the restaging of that like really worked. and then
0: I mean a Boslerman nights tale would be probably pretty wild.
1: Yeah, and again, I think it would be too jousty, so I don't, that's like <laughs> the property that you I You just, like you don't to. like
0: jousting. It's okay. I don't it's like jousting. Uh, but you know, I, d- I feel like d- at least he would make like, the jousting
2: grand. I think it would be you know, fun, like yeah.
0: He would yeah.
2: make it like a spectacle, whereas it's here is kind of just like the most bland version of jousting you can possibly make. It is like, make. it's, yeah. it's yeah. what it is,
1: the staging of the joust in this movie are like when like my nephews like have their cars and they're like broom, broom, and they just like <laughs> run them at each other. It's like, yeah. cool, like that Meant nothing to me.
0: I think what you were saying earlier would be like it's it's definitely like he's not like exactly the most capable director. Like it's a pretty like just kind of borderline like competently made you know studio movie. But I think that a better action director probably because yeah with Joustine, I'm just kind of like we're so used to other sports movies and this pretty much is a sports movie and like it is. But I think that you know obviously <laughs> we have such a different framework for like even like the like a basic studio hire can be like yeah I can direct a football movie for you or I can figure this out. You have to be a pretty talented visual action director, I think, to look at jousting you need to be like, okay, how do we make this exciting? It's well, literally it's two like people running no... at each other, and and so I, not to say that somebody couldn't fucking do it, but <laughs> Well, like, there's, like, no <laughs>
1: contemporary touchstone, where it's, like, even though I don't like football or, like, sports things, really when I, I can, I understand what's going on when I'm looking at a football game, or a football movie, or, or like, a whatever kind of movie, like, a basketball movie like, I get the formula of, like, the dribbling and the throw and the touch like i kind of get it and the uh one of these when you hit something with the bat like i kind of get it yeah i don't i I don't i don't have any sort of like context for jousting so i revert to not caring (laughs) so what my brain does is sleep it goes on screensaver and then i start um just like fixating on like her hair paul bettany is like (laughs) filming
0: what is the shout
2: out to friday (laughs) night lights Oh, so Saracen, like, is, like, a character on Friday Night Lights. So I was like, oh, oh that, fuck. Okay. I know I know it's, like, a biblical re- reference, reference but I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a for me, for me, <laughs> As- I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a for me, because I'm not Christian or Catholic. So for me, that was a Friday Night Lights reference versus a biblical reference <laughs> that he was going for. So, but, yeah, I was just going to say, I even if they had, like, like, even, let's say it was Baz's, like, a Knight's Tale, like they could have like turned the jousting because Courtney, you had mentioned like it should have had more musical scenes, which like yeah. that, they could have turned the jousting into like a music moment That's or something. Like that that yeah. would have been fun.
1: It just, it's yeah. continually over and over again, two people running at each other while they're in mm-hmm. heavy masks. Don't care. And
0: even though I don't always love him for the most part, I like I do think someone like Ridley Scott probably could have made this work because it just feels oh. like his bread and butter to be like, yeah, I can and do fun? this in my sleep. I think it would have probably just been more well-directed. I just think like, the action yeah. would have definitely been better. Like I would have loved to see an early 2000s Man on Fire style, uh, Tony Scott version of A Night's Tale. Just for a bucket, why not? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: There was a lot of good talent where like, if, yeah, like again, they should have just like had them maybe let loose a little bit. And I think it would have been like, because like, I, I, again, it really feels like Paul Bettany is like operating on this entirely different fun level than like yeah. for sure. the cast where it's like he comes in and he's just like, I'm going to, literally take these lines and make them as watchable as possible and then it's like everyone else yeah. kind of like even Mark Addy who's typically like pretty fun and he's like fun in this but he's even he feels a little like reserved in that sense where it's like you could have given him a little bit like there should have been a little bit more physical comedy I think like that was probably For sure. even like when they're learning how to dance like that could have been a bit more like exaggerated than Absolutely. what it was and I think that's where like it was like okay like I think embrace it like if you want to go a little like camp if you want to go a little bit like really embrace it and I think that's like the one thing but other than I mean like it was still like very watchable enjoyable and like the whole time I kept thinking how like it sucks he Leisure wasn't like born when musicals were a more common thing in Mm -hmm. Hollywood because he clearly liked dancing and performing in in that respect where you know he just and he's good at it like you know like in 10 things I hate about you he's like keep destroys it when he is Absolutely. dancing and moving around and he understands like how to move his body so like imagine him in like the 30s or 40s just like putting on like a show versus like more modern acting constraints and stuff so
1: oh and then part of the thing that he tells her in that letter is that her, her tits are below her throat or above and <laughs> it's just like so confusing it just needed like here's what he needs he just needed like Amy Heckerling actually that's who I really wish was in terms yes, of it wasn't charge yes
2: that would have like, been a, great Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. who
1: like more than Bob like more than someone who would take it more seriously i wish there was someone who would like lean into just how like fun and jovial the romance could have been i just think that like it needed like a female eye at least on like the romance part because it just feels like out to lunch when it comes to their relationship
2: yeah yeah i think i think the best like male action directors embrace like the hotness of their leads you know yeah, like their male sure. leads like they, they're not uh, they don't like you know like in in many ways like it feels sh- like shy he's a little shy in how he's directing like he and like all the other yeah. cast is like very good looking right where it's yeah. like you know if you put it in like an actor a director who's not scared by that level of being like okay i am actually attracted to my lead you know whether like regardless of your sexuality right it's just like you can make that a little bit more fun and the cast is very good looking right so you could have a lot of yeah. fun with that so in general so
0: the other weird thing is that the other actor that was considered before Heath Ledger was Paul Walker, another oh, actor who died. God. Very weird. I don't and also, Paul Walker in this movie. Would have been insane.
1: No, yeah. Maybe he would have been good in some of the jousting parts there, because, like, no, I do think there is nothing
0: about Paul Walker is that just is just proto
1: car chases. No, the, eh? Paul
0: Walker is the most modern day angel, like California actor.
1: Yeah, he's imaginable. Like, Maybe that would be funny though. Actually, that,
0: that, yeah, that might have that might have worked a little better
2: with like what they were going for, maybe. But. Yeah, I think it would be tight if like he's
1: like played with his hair more because also I think that like for as much as the movie spends time with like meditating on how beautiful Shannon Sossaman is, I wish that the movie had the time to acknowledge, like the rest of the cast doesn't really acknowledge the fact that Heath Ledger is like an 11 in a way that it was upsetting to <laughs> me. It's just like, if your friend is this hot, you dog on him for being pretty at some point, but no one's doing it. Like the movie didn't know how to like-
2: Rufus, <laughs> who's like supposed to be evil, right but he's like clearly so much better looking than everyone else that's in his little circle of like yes. yeah. men right or it's like because everyone else is kind of just like they're just there right and they're just, just, just like pasty white or dudes or yeah. Mm-hmm. like they don't even make it so it's like oh he does just get a lot of ads because he's this like really evil but right? incredibly handsome person right yeah. which is like that doesn't even come across where it's like <laughs> there's just like no one like you're just making this
0: like lonely sad like guy who only cares about jousting he's like a, jousting is number one and pussy's Number two, like, like <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> the
3: subplot of this movie
1: to me was like there's three fuckable guys in this like village. He, the prince. And this fucking Rufus fuck face, and that's it. And like, that's like, that's a hard movie. Yeah, Rufus is like super
0: handsome, but yeah, (laughs) so much of like, That guy's a piece of shit, but he's really
1: hot. (laughs) He's
0: hot. (laughs) That guy's a scumbag for sure, but uh, oh, God, he looks good. No, I was gonna say, Paul Walker did that Richard Donner movie with Gerard Butler, uh, Timeline. I've never fucking seen it because it looks horrible. I've never seen it, but it's like a medieval travel movie. My interest is only piqued by Gerard Butler. I know, I was gonna say, I'm really
1: surprised you haven't.
0: Listen, yeah, we love
1: Gerard. I like
0: I like Gerard Butler after he realized that he could just put on a little weight, have a little bit of a beer gut and just be like a little slimy in movies. That's when I liked Gerard.
2: I think the only way Paul Walker would work in a movie like this is if he literally had to transport back from like the future or like the present into like the past yeah. and just be be who he was, you know, like.
0: They could have, like if he went back. When the prince and him are jousting and they, he's like, oh, you didn't like draw or whatever. He could have had the same line from, what is he saying fast and furious when he first beats Vin Diesel? And he's like, I totally had you back there, bro.
2: I told you how. To. <laughs> yeah, I fucking
0: had you. <laughs> yeah. If he would have talked, or like, like that. or like he gets there <laughs> to make or it, like modern. he gets there and
2: he's like, he's like, asking Mark Addy's character, like, where do people surf around here or something like that, just like
0: completely oblivious to that like, whole cool. fucking joust around. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that.
1: That is dope.
0: He's just calling make Rufus Sewell's movie. character a bitch. You're a fucking bitch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your girl. You know, See, that and is fun (laughs) (laughs) My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here, not sitting on a cushion!
2: Today, today, you find yourselves equals. For you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. A knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God, asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword.
0: But anyway, (laughs) let's jump into critics. So yeah, there's a 59%. Higher audience score though. It's got a seventy what was it? Seventy nine? Seventy five? Seventy nine percent audience. Yeah. Seventy nine. Yeah, people like that. I know a lot of
2: people who like love this movie. Like, absolutely
0: love this movie. Yeah, it's like a movie that I feel like a lot of people probably really liked. Millennials growing up that were probably, like, my age when it came out. I mean, I was 13 yeah. when this movie came mm-hmm. out, so, like, I was a target audience for it, and I'm sure mm-hmm. probably I still have a soft spot for it.
2: Probably introduced, like, a ton of teens to Bowie, so, you know. There you go. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Fuck it, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Steve Rhodes of Internet Reviews said, features one jousting match after another until you begin to think that they completely forgot to edit the movie at all. This is a very specific 2001 review. Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly said, this is history made smaller than life. Middle Ages pageantry interpreted for stadium spectators with limited attention spans from the age of what's up ads and foam rubber fingers that scream more number one. What a <laughs> Uh, <laughs> time capsule review that is <laughs> yeah i know uh, dave white of ifilm said this movie is like having a 64 ounce pepsi at a medieval times themed restaurant <laughs> it's full of gas <laughs> caffeine and sugar it will make, <laughs> it will make you have to pee before you finish it and it's virtually nutrition free stephanie zacharik said it will rock you straight to sleep <laughs> last negative review comes from armin white I fucking laughed so hard because this is literally how he begins his review and it's a classic Armin beginning to a review. Old time strippers could take lessons in pandering from a modern Hollywood hack like Brian Hedgelin, the producer writer director of A Night's Tale. Jeez. That hyphenate credit suggests Hedgelin's <laughs> hunger to be a creator but the film itself shows Hegelin didn't have a real idea just a thought for commercialization that a studio snapped at hoping gullible audiences would too. Hegelin's notion is worse than a stripper's since it not only involves the prostitution of actors, but also exploits literature and pop music.
3: Yeah. <laughs> good for
0: you, are. And then there were people Sheesh. that did like it. Roger Ebert did like this movie. It's a reminder of the days before films got so cynical and unrelentingly violent. A Knight's Tale is whimsical, silly, and romantic. Okay. And the Washington Post right. liked it. They said, savvy without being smug, cute without being saccharine, and funny without slipping into over-the-top goofiness. This is a 14th century good time. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. I don't know why this is a behind the scenes thing, but a lot of the extras in the movie were homeless people
1: from Prague. What?
0: weird that um, is the
1: most interesting thing about this movie
0: i hope he paid them i yeah i, I hope so too i hope i really my,
1: hope that he paid that it
2: sounds like a very sweet thing to do
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean if um, that was done now though you would it would not go over well
0: <laughs> yeah no for sure that would be a story there's a lot of product placement in this movie apparently i didn't notice it but like, apparently the blacksmith's mark that kate puts on william's armor is the logo for nike
1: it's a swoosh yeah
2: <laughs> so she invented nike that should have been what the
0: movie was about exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i can't think of a better way to go out a Night's tale was the in-flight movie available on the airlines that crashed into the world trade center on
1: 9-11 oh my god that
0: is
2: quite so, that's that's the ultimate ending right there
0: as far as an mvp for this movie i mean i can't imagine anyone except paul bettany yeah getting, getting that award from me yeah. personally I, yeah, he's really yeah. good. Even though, mm-hmm. like, I think Keith Ledger does do a Heath good Leder's job. Keith Ledger's
1: good, too. Yeah, it's it's one of the two, but Paul Bettany is the one that is in the movie that I wish this movie was.
2: More, yeah. Yeah, i He absolutely. was playing it on, like, an entirely different playing field. Yeah, he's yes. an actor I don't think about a lot, but then he's just genuinely
1: I don't because he's in comic watchable
2: book shit either. now.
0: I, yeah, I guess because yeah, I haven't seen Maybe him. that's why. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen
1: Wimbledon, him. I think about a lot, which is I guess a bridge
0: <laughs> to the next one. The next one, yeah. He's very watchable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is. I think this is a cult classic, like I could totally see like a midnight showing of A Night's Tale.
0: I don't, I don't think A Night's Tale is a misunderstood masterpiece, I but yeah, I, I think A Night's Tale is like I, I'm sorry, I, I think it's fine, I think it's pretty good. I think it's I like, like, for what it is, that. I think it's a fine movie. Like and
1: it will bump up a whole like a movie. <laughs>
0: Empire, si- no, 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 her side, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm horny, so this movie's <laughs> good. It depends, I do you that.
1: Have. like you know, yeah. I probably bump every Keanu movie up too. So like I don't I know.
2: Well you know what? This movie needed a little bit more of that, so <laughs> like if anything, this movie could like, have been New a York lot of work got this movie needed.
3: You represent the future. All eyes will be on you. She looks like a child.
2: So I've heard you make keys as a hobby?
3: Yes.
1: Interesting to see how long she lasts. What on
0: earth is going on with that young couple? It's
1: a disaster. This is ridiculous. This, Madame, is Versailles. This heaven
3: gives me me she spends like mad. People of France are hungry. The King and Queen are complete blunderers.
1: Don't they ever get tired of these ridiculous stories? Can't you do something? I'm not going to acknowledge it. She was
3: in the shrubs at dawn with various men. He has quite a reputation.
1: She's a terrible queen. Letting everyone down would be my greatest unhappiness. The
3: Bastille fortress was stormed. There's a mob of hundreds on their way.
0: So moving on to Sofia Coppola's 2006 stylized biopic of the, do you say biopic or biopic? I I say
1: biopic. I think biopic sounds a little medical, but that's me.
0: It does sound medical.
2: I don't know how to pronounce anything, honestly. Like, though. this mole's looking
1: weird. I need to get a biopic.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm sometimes like, I'm an idiot. How do I say this? Um, I'm right. generally
2: really bad at pronouncing words. Like, no,
0: I, I, there are, terrible. like, some words that, like, I know I should, like, at this point. like, But I feel like everyone has a different one version for that one. for Yeah. yeah. All
1: right, I so can't anyway. say hallelujah half the time, but I did just then.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> the, yeah. But biopic or biopic, whatever you will, of the doomed French queen,
1: Marie Antoinette.
0: Instead of fixating on her infamous death and politics in general. Coppola attempts to reposition the cultural gaze on the notorious queen by focusing on Marie's naivety, the youngest daughter of an Austrian empress. Marie is married to the yeah. of France, played by Jason Schwartzman at the tender age of 14. That's right. That's right. Kirsten Dunst right. supposed to be fourteen in this movie. Film watches Marie adjust to life in Versailles, her confusing struggle to get the deaf in, to fuck her, and then her. You got. It. You're gonna to have to pronounce this for me. Sure to be.
1: Gonna, she just has like a lust for life. sure to be. like a. Oh, there you go. Like okay, like, thank you. Love, I was gonna butcher life. that.
0: Tendencies to win a party and the inevitable downfall of the royal family. And yeah, yeah there's, I, there's a fun soundtrack. There's
1: It's so fun. And I don't yeah. want to call this movie like plotless because it's not, it definitely has a plot, but like the plot is a little more, it, it like intentionally like lets the characters breathe because it is just- yeah. a Character study of Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. which I liked about it. But anyways, a lot like Night's Tale, we're lucky to be even like able to say its name because it's at 57%. So I really oh. do think in three more years, there will be enough retrospective on Marie Antoinette that it will no longer be rotten. So
0: yeah, okay. yeah, yeah we're happy. Because the bling ring keeps going between 59 and 60.
1: Yeah, what are her rotten movies? Just, it's just this thing, the yeah. bling ring?
0: I'm actually surprised at the bling ring. I, 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 Me too. For some reason I like I the remember bling AP. ring
1: more than this.
2: Well, I just remember it being pretty well received, but
0: maybe. I think it was. I think they were both like they both premiered can, and I think they both were pretty divisive. I I think The Bling Ring okay. is my least favorite of
1: hers. Somewhere is my least. Somewhere. favorite. Somewhere, I think Somewhere
0: is for
1: me. Woo, woo. Max likes that uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> so, yo, you and
2: me. You and me.
0: got bullied. A, I'm, a, I'm a Somewhere <laughs> apologist. I also uh, I like Stephen Dorff a lot, so I was just happy to see Stephen Dorff in a good movie.
1: I don't know how you can. I think I would can... be softer on it now. I I also like, as I don't love the new one. That's probably a good
0: edible movie too, actually.
1: Yeah. As much as I don't (laughs) think that the new one is a bad movie, the On the Rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, like I don't think it's a bad movie, but it just feels so safe that I think it's maybe her worst movie. Like at least like the bling ring and this and somewhere, someday, whatever the fuck. I feel like it's like going for something. Sometimes Mm. it's going for something that I don't connect with, but the new movie feels Especially after I think that The Beguiled is her best piece of art. Like, I just didn't understand why she would then dip into something that feels so safe. Yeah, like, at I, yeah. least this is, like, in some ways, like, swinging towards the fences. Like, it's a big movie visually.
0: I mean, yeah. I think this is, like, the ultimate for her, like, to quote another podcast. This is her ultimate blank check movie, I think. Mm. It was basically, like, yeah. she just won an Oscar and they were like, yeah, do whatever you want. It's hard to imagine a movie like this getting made with, like, with the budget that would it would require right now i mean i guess maybe not depending like i like the vibe of it because it is yeah. more purely vibe than story i feel like it would have a tougher time although i could totally see somebody like fucking netflix just being like sure we want to be in the sophia couple of business we'll give you a yeah. hundred million dollars right. to do whatever you want
2: in the last few years there's been sort of sort of a resurgence like between like the favorite and then like yeah Emma. yes and then Bridgerton being sure. incredible. So I think there's like a
0: renewed interest in like. No, that's true. That's, that's, totally, yeah. that's totally fair. And I also, I, I kept thinking watching this because this was my first time watching it after like putting it off for so long. It was the only one I hadn't seen of hers. I kept wanting to know what this movie would look like if she made it in a post-beguiled World, Because I feel like The Beguiled was one that's like, I don't know, it, it is my favorite movie of hers. I just think it's really fucking yeah. funny. And, and I think she kind of like finds a nice balance. I think even that her
1: weakness be. as a director sometimes for me is that she's so stoic that sometimes it feels like a stoicism that's trying to be cool. Like the, th- the scene that I think mm-hmm. about all the time in a movie that like I have... A memory of really liking it but i have not revisit lost in translation in a really long time like as like someone who identifies as being like asian american i'm sh- like there are some things that i felt squicky with then that i'm sure i would feel more squicky with now but the scene that i really think about all the time is like who i think that she can be as a director is that she- the scene where uh, the anna faris scene where anna faris is supposed to be like this annoying cameron, cameron Diaz. Diaz type apparently yeah. Yeah. and i I think that that's cruel. Like, I think that it's... Maybe it's because, like, I am more of an Anna Ferris than I am a cool Scarlett Johansson or a cool girl type. Like, I'm loud and, like, I smile too much and I talk a lot. And I just think that that can be really cruel. And I think that The Beguiled actually has a perspective that's, like, not cool. Like, it's actually cruel. And I think that that right. at least, like, takes a side. And that's... And also The Bling Ring. And so I think that actually The Bling Ring, Virgin Suicides... And The Beguiled are my three favorites because they they take that thing of hers that I don't like and are able to, like, turn it slightly evil. And I think that is what makes those things interesting. Otherwise, sometimes they're just a little too amorphous for me.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen On the Rocks yet, but... I'm going to eventually get around to that one. It's another yeah. perfectly fine, cloudy afternoon movie. Exactly. In bed. Like, it's yeah. a cozy movie. It's it's pretty, like, ineffective. And, like, I also really like Marlon Wayans as a dramatic actor, and I feel like he's, he's kind of wasted. He's
1: so good in it. Oh, I didn't even know Marlon
0: Wayans was it. I think he's okay he's I, I, I I think he's a little miscast uh, And I and I say that I As somebody who thinks He's like actually Besides Ellen Burstyn, Like the best performance In Requiem for a Dream I think he's incredible But like Marlon is a great, yeah, a great He's a great dramatic great actor Well I just he's like so him underrated. As like a
1: fuckable lead Like I think He's really good In The Heat The Mer- Melissa <laughs> oh, thing the Center yeah, Bullock yeah. joint That's one of my yeah. I really like that movie I stand for that movie But so he kind of Plays a similar character Where he's in the periphery But you want to fuck him So I really like I mean he's
0: very handsome
2: He looks great yeah, and he's just it, yeah and he puts uh, us all into anything like that i, yeah. I respect that when yeah. any, any any performer is willing to just like be like i'm going for it, it doesn't
0: matter yeah what i'm the gonna play this baby like, man yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: i feel like he doesn't yeah. you know he doesn't get the same kind of consideration that guys like like sandler do when they do something dramatic and obviously they're different no yeah I like, he doesn't but he doesn't, i feel like marlon waynes deserves more credit for what a good dramatic yeah. actor he is. i mean and I've,
2: I've, I've and i mean i've been saying this like i feel like i would love to see like the wayne's brothers direct the Safties and the Safties direct the wayne's brothers so I think would like, <laughs> just really bring out the chaotic energy of both of them in like really fun ways uh, no that's
1: such a good idea <laughs> the
2: Safties remaking
0: remaking the old man would be insane uh,
1: <laughs> okay yeah, but I feel like, marie go ahead. wait who i so yeah. i didn't see marie antoinette when it came out i saw it only recently
2: i didn't watch, i i definitely didn't watch it when it came out i no. literally <laughs> watched
1: this movie just not that long ago for the first time maybe two months ago while i was baking a cake and and it was the perfect movie to do sort of like a, an elongated cooking hey, project. To paying,
0: paying tribute mm. to her.
1: Yeah, I didn't mean to. But yeah, yeah. I, I like made a little cake for her. And like the movie itself, like I mean, all of the pastries are done by like a famous French. I
0: mean, bakery. this whole movie is basically like them. nepotism reenacting nepotism.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's degrees. a good way of putting it like, Yeah, because like it has I, a lot of sympathy for her.
0: Well, I think, yeah. And I'm curious to be like, cause I know that this was one that you wanted to talk about and, and, and obviously I had like more of a history with, but I guess for me, like watching it as a first time, like I, it, it was most interesting to me as like a movie about literally the entire like casting crew having some mm-hmm. form of nepotism reenacting and recreating the ultimate form of nepotism and so i guess yeah. like, it, it was interesting to watch in that in that way but yeah i'm just curious yeah. like where where you were coming from with this one
2: yeah, i i definitely didn't watch it when it came out but i watched it um a while back and then i had it revisited in a while then i rewatched it for the podcast so it was for some for me like i don't like Sophia gets a lot of criticism where people are, are like she makes a lot of kind of rich people movies but that's mm-hmm. like her life you know so it's just like yeah. i don't know why and like that always like is where i am like, she's good at that that's like the one thing she like identifies with. she grew up in that lifestyle so i feel like that's where she's best yeah. whereas like when people want her to do something that's more representative of something she she would just i think she wouldn't do it well first of all because i don't no. know that she necessarily knows how to like
0: I, like, I, I to yeah. Yeah, like i don't need to portray yeah i really you know like Sophia Coppola and Noah Baumbach, when people criticize them, I'm like, I don't want to see what the other version looks like.
2: Yeah, like I don't (laughs) want to see their take on class from like not the rich perspective in that (laughs) sense, because it would be really bad, I think, for for many reasons. Because one, they don't have that experience themselves. Yeah. Two, I, I don't know what experience they would even draw from because I can't imagine Sophia's circle of people in her life are in any way, people who have ever struggled in their life. And like, she's good at this, right? Like that's what she's good at. Mm -hmm. And like, I always think it's like, like, one of the things I find interesting about like this movie is that it's it's like really big and grand, right? Like the shots are, you know, there's a lot of like great use of space, but it feels very claustrophobic. And I think that's like interesting because every room is like so well-designed. There's so much pattern and everything, but that makes it feel that much more claustrophobic because it's like, she's stuck in this like environment that's like rules and the rules are feel like super portrayed by like, the scenery around her because like everything seems so like perfectly fitted that like any sort of misstep is like a character flaw in in many ways especially for like rich society where it's like if you're not perfect at all times you are failing your job as a queen or like a future queen and I think that's like interesting because like I don't know like it's cool like the way she uses space in this because you know she makes big feel really small and I think that's cool I think both of you alluded to earlier it just definitely feels like her most like visually accomplished movie and yeah you know, it's incredible inter-book. looking yeah
0: yeah it's beautiful yeah. yeah she's yeah it's lancet cord shot it who yeah. also did lost in translation and like like even if i don't always love everything she does like her movies always look incredible i mean she also did a few movies with harris savides who we talked about last week about birth who also i think is just like a great collaborator for her or was that's it i didn't think about the claustrophobic aspect that's interesting and like another criticism you know i think that she got for this and in, in the beguiled was the idea of like kind of obviously the Beguiled was a remake of removing being very key, potentially right. like integral racial or political elements from those movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, I was like, I do not want to see Sofia Coppola.
1: No, because you look at it? like, I mean, I obviously, like Lost in Translation. That gets a pass in like 2002 or whenever it came out but came out but like looking back at it now like even though you can say like some of it is like beautiful like it looks beautiful like the that like the scene where the woman is like trying to like get bill murray to rip her Mm -hmm. it's just like because that feels like we're laughing at that character like i think that there's ways that like asian people can like make that joke about themselves and then it it doesn't feel malicious but that does. And listen, I liked Lost in Translation when it came out probably because like I saw like a grain of representation mm-hmm. but like now looking back it's like I do not need her to be more realistic because I just think that like same thing what you were saying with class like she kind of flub it, like, and right. then
2: it would... Yeah, yeah. it's something thing that I always find interesting in the sense that, like, people... Because I remember the big out, there was, like, a huge... I mean, there was, like, a pretty sizable, like, criticism in that, like, they took out the plot from the original storyline. But then it's, like, had she done it, I feel like she would have not only fucked it up, yeah. two, <laughs> like, she would have fucked it up, too, I think... For a lot of directors, like you can portray, like for for her, it's like she can portray like the awfulness of those characters, or like the if she wants to portray like that they're you know rich out of touch, she can do that with just them without like yeah. having mm-hmm. some poor minority actor to have to face the brunt of yes. playing a character who's just gonna get like shit on by a, like a white cast, you know, and like yeah. and that like oftentimes ends up being the case where it's like they would have put in this poor actress who would have just had to shoot these scenes, which like she would have been treated like very poorly. Right. And right. it's acting. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's not like, I don't think, she, I, don't I don't think, a think the lot of guy of benefits. Like, yeah. I want. Yeah. Yeah. It does it. And you know, and like Marie Antoinette, it's like, I think it's pretty clear that like even though the movie is very sympathetic to her as a character, it's not like, they portray her as like some this like good like ever loving person at all right yeah Yeah. and like
1: stay with me here what I kept thinking about when I was watching this was like that Britney Spears documentary because they're both like (laughs) these little like experiments of like well this girl was younger than you really know when she came into prominence and then we were obsessed with calling her frivolous which is again Mm -hmm. like what you were supposed to be when you were 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 I would say after 24 like I don't even know and then Just like incredibly purient and fixated on her virginity, like to me, Mm. and her sex life in general and her body in general. And to me, that's where this movie is the most interesting to me Mm. is like that big patch or swath of the movie that is just for some reason Jason Schwartzman's character, the DeFawn, like what or like he's going to be king. He for some reason will not fuck his own wife. And it is never really explained. It's, and then they just start like sometimes fucking and they have a few kids and it's not that important. I think that you're supposed to think that maybe one of those kids is Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan. Jamie Dornan who yeah, is impossible because we did the whole Fifty Shades of Grey series on here. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible not to just see that character when I see it. I didn't even now. realize that Jamie
0: Dornan existed in 2006 as an actor. Yeah, that he was, was fucking I mean, Kira
1: Knightley at the time.
0: That's right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again,
1: that's an Instagram suggestion that they right. had Instagram, like I made <laughs> Instagram There's some that.
0: great 2000s fashion in there. I know paparazzi photos. And then like and his friend is <laughs> Tom Hardy. What a what an interesting Yeah. I was just gonna say with the Jason Schwartzman, I don't know if it was kind of hinted at in that one brief scene with what's his name? About um, the stable boys. It uh, Was it Mateo, how do you say his name, Amaric? French actor from like uh, Diving Ball and the Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know if it was like supposed to be kind of hinted at that there was like a queerness happening with that character. And that was something that was like alluding to. Also, yeah, like obviously they're supposed to be like teenagers. And so like there's that idea that, yeah, this guy might not want to fuck his teenage wife. Also being a teenager and probably just being really
1: like. He just wants to make keys.
0: Yeah, I think, but that was, but that was a question I had too because like the idea of like a teenager is like a m- far more like modern. Concept. Like the idea yeah. of like a teenager yeah. didn't really exist in this era. So, like, you know, I saw a lot of people talking about it as like, oh, like, you know, Marie Antoinette she was just a teenager. Like, she didn't, you know, like, you know, she's so out of her own. Like, obviously, she's very young, but that was more common at that time to be like a teenager given yeah. this insane responsibility. So I I didn't really necessarily like get anything from that. I wasn't like, oh, this, like, obviously, I'm like, yeah, they're super young, but I was like, it's not like right now. It's not like fucking, you know, Baron Trump being like look at how much well, responsibility yeah. this fucking weird I kid has <laughs> 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 <But, laughs> you no know, but
1: i mean like because it's like such a, like what you're saying like a vibe movie i think that reasserting her youth like is of yeah. what makes this fun because like that's what makes the music seem like fun and like a mm-hmm. playlist more than a soundtrack it's yeah. what makes a party scenes fun as much as i like the way that this movie looks and i think that Coppola has like a lot of empathy towards Marie Antoinette like I still think it's like pretty Distance like I don't yeah. feel anything for Her even and I mean I also Think that this movie it's like people Wanted the money shot of her head coming off and you Don't get that sorry spoiler mm-hmm. So but so even in that last scene Where they're like fleeing 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 I don't really feel anything for her I don't know If it's because it's a period piece or Because like I know what happens to her in real Life I mean the movie asks a lot of actress too like she is supposed to be 14 When the movie starts then she's supposed to be about 30 yeah seven when the movie ends and if there's one person who could do it it's Kirsten like she's so great she is able to portray like I think a maturity when she was like in her mid 20s I think that she can have some like weight in her face sometimes not physically but like emotionally
0: that not that many
1: people her age did and could but I still think it's just like it's a really hard part for everyone and at at first too it's so jovial and playful and then it ends so abruptly because I mean I like like the first couple acts where it just does feel like jason shortman and kirsten dunst are almost ready to start laughing like they know how ridiculous yeah. their outfits are and their hair is and the scenario yeah. itself and it feels like especially schwartzman it looks like he's about ready to laugh at every at every right. single yes. moment yeah in a way yeah. that like i really appreciate like i think i i think I really he's like the guy. i think
0: he's incredible like the casting okay, of yeah. him in this i think is so yeah. fucking funny.
2: So- yeah, there's a moment I think he actually does laugh, probably at a character. I can't tell if it's on purpose. It's like yeah. it, it's one of it's like in the, about the middle of the movie, and he's like going off for like ten days, and she's like, you know, like let's have sex when you get back, and he was like, I promise when I get back, I will fuck you right or mm-hmm. whatever. Right? And then he makes some, <laughs> like he makes like some joke about like the sword, which I was assuming that was like alluding to like being represented as like dick. Yeah, yeah, right. And then like he, he kind of like breaks character and right laughs a little bit, which like which which is like actually refreshing because it's in the sense that like he, he plays a very ridiculous character right and yeah and the movie doesn't give which is good i think so the movie is not about his sexual frustration right or, no. like, lack of performance so and It works in this case. So, like, in that case, like, the line delivery just is, like, super funny to me. I think it
0: is actually almost more sympathetic to his character in a weird way. And I think it's also just, like, the casting of Jason Schwartzman, which I think is, like, my favorite piece of casting in this movie. Because it's obviously, like, a very... I think that's, like, one of the things about it that's kind of, like... it's. I think it's one of the elements of the movie that would make people at first kind of feel distant or dislike the movie mm-hmm. and then maybe grow mm-hmm. over time is the casting of the entire cast. It's like a weird Rip Torn. I mean, seeing Rip Torn. I love Rip Torn. So, like, the is moment so... he came on screen, though I was like, what the fuck is Rip Torn doing here? But Steve then
1: Coogan feels like he belongs here or like well, in sure. his well, yeah, like, that, that checks like, out to me.
0: Yeah, like you have more yeah. traditional casting of like the English actors that you would expect to pop up here, but then you have like Kirsten Dunst doing, you know, just an American accent. She's just American.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you have Asia rip-torn. Argento.
0: Yeah, Asia Argento. Yeah. Ma- Molly Shannon.
1: Really good. Rose like, I mean, she's not yeah. in it very long, but both.
0: No, yeah, 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 that's what I mean. It's like, so you have this, and then yeah. you have some French accents, like, scattered throughout. I mean, I'm glad that she didn't ask Kirsten Dunst to do a French accent.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, but
0: I think that's that the whole element of it. It's like, everything yeah. about it is so in a weird way. It's like, because I think it's almost Unlike a Night's Tale, I think it's purposefully kind of uncommitted to certain things where yes. it's supposed to be creating. Like, mm-hmm. a, I I wish that it almost like a Night's Tale. I wish it almost did just commit a little bit more to what it was trying to do and its looseness, where it does honestly. Like, I know. The common complaint about this movie and i don't think it's a bad thing is that it, it feels like a music video a lot of the time i think that's fine it's a very pretty movie and it's like a cool movie yeah. to vibe out with and just zone out with but once it gets into like the american revolution aspect it, once it does kind of try to lightly dabble in politics i feel like it loses me a little bit where i'm just like i yeah. don't quite care because you kind of set me up to not care about that
1: right. Yeah, yes so, like, to bring that in point.
0: you're just kind of like yeah i don't need this you can just keep having a vibe and i'm i'm cool with that i don't need backstory
2: (laughs) i guess i would only i guess i'd only defend that in a way is that it kind of still fits the vibe and that it just seems like you know like when you're vibing out and you have these weird little interruptions that you don't really want to handle and you still have to and then in this way, it's like (laughs) making something as big as like funding a fucking revolution right right, right, right. like your enemy and then like some like future right where it's like and he's just kind of just like yeah let's just do it and he doesn't think about anything it would have ruined the vibe if it was like they made it a uh like a conflicting decision and he you know like they mm-hmm. spent like 10-15 right, right. minutes focusing on his like conflict of oh should I support the revolution or should I like just stay out of it or whatever where it's right. just like in so matter of fact he's just kind of like let's just do it because he doesn't really know how to rule or anything about yeah. ruling and in between all that she's like having an affair and she's like growing and like right. taking care of her daughter and she's kind of living her life in a way where and so I think like it works in that sense because it, it is like there are moments in life where like you know you get your vibes ruined by like by <laughs>
0: By the American them. Revolution. You know, you like, <laughs> you.
2: American. like if yeah. you
1: didn't have so much like accumulated affection for Jason Schwartzman's character because he plays it yeah. so peculiar, I yeah. think that. I mean, those he basically just plays it work. as Jason
0: Schwartzman, which I think and is the like, best okay. way to direct him. Just to be, <laughs> yeah. hey, just be you. Well, perhaps we could arrange a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought we could have a little talk about the marriage, pal. The doctor said I was fit. I understand you have a certain passion for locks. Yes. Well, sometimes when a key doesn't quite fit... The problem is only that the king and queen of France are complete blunderers. There's nothing really wrong with Louis XVI. Everything works, just not at the right time. I think after our conversation, the great work will be accomplished. Yeah, right, I like
1: when much. she wants to stay up all night. I like when she wants to play cards. I like that she's yeah. unpunished for her infidelity. Like, I think that, you know, a different director mm-hmm. would have made like a straight correlation between her downfall and right. X or, but right. really or it guilt, just feels like,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: It feels like she doesn't understand money. And so she spends a lot of money and eats a lot of candy. I love the montage. Someone it's telling like punk-
0: her that you don't understand money, do you? Because <laughs> and this it, is and really it never bad.
1: has her say, let them eat cake. It has it as like a Gossip piece and like like, well because that Was the whole thing
0: is that she didn't really Say that I don't know that's another thing Is that I have no historical context for this And that like I don't know really anything about this period I would never pretend to even sit there and be like this was wrong or this was right I know nothing about
1: this I think that the movie stopped where it had to have stopped because like what happens afterwards Mm -hmm. it's just too sad like one of her kids I think maybe even by this point dies of tuberculosis Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one eventually Mm -hmm. dies of tuberculosis the little girl lives but is like fucked up forever they kill they kill Jason Schwartzman and then they kill her like months later and then the fucking Jamie Dornan character also is killed it's just like I think I would be most upset by watching
0: jason schwartzman's portrayal of that character dying like <laughs> yeah, this poor fucking too. guy he seems so out of his yeah. element <laughs> he's just... i would have watched a whole movie about jason schwartzman's louis the 16th character yeah he's I... there's really something good so him. weird about that betrayal
1: it's like a wrapped present like it's it's really beautiful yeah. and then like yep. once you get it open you're like oh sucks that's fine
2: yeah and it's kind of like you know in in many ways like like the first shot i'm pretty sure it's the first shot of the movie it's like her waking up like with the camera kind of close up on her and she looks yeah. like she's just like tired or hard. like she's not hungover but like that's like the impression you get and that feels very modern right and that feels very modern in a way where yeah. it's like a shot that's like if you would see in like you know like a coming of age high school movie and like right. even right. though this takes place over like several like few decades right like the movie from start to finish it feels like one of those summer it those does summer yeah. going does. to college movies even like right. Even right. the <laughs> last sign of her like her like going off in the it's like she's She's literally going to her death eventually. But that ends with like, a bad, yeah. yeah. Just saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like how you would say goodbye to your like childhood home when you're going off to college. Yeah, summer camp. Like, you're saying goodbye. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And to say it's just like, she's literally going to die. So I think like it works in that, like they make like a long period of time feel feel very, very short in many yeah. ways. Even yeah. the pacing of like her kid being born to being suddenly like three or four to another kid being born to suddenly right. being three or four. I don't know. Like in, the, in that sense, it, it does work. And I, I think like, I don't know, just in terms of just the way she like Kirsten Dunst plays it, it just works mm-hmm. because she, you said, she ages really well into like even, was quick. There's, she doesn't have a lot of time to like, prepare you believe
1: for, her like, as like, a aging. mom, yeah. and she's only like yeah. 24 or something when she makes this movie, yeah. maybe 25. And you believe right. her around, well, the I think kids. you think like, of she her as like a mom.
0: She sometimes maybe yeah. seems older too, just because she is one of those child actors who's like been around for so long that you're just like, oh yeah, she's still only like 25 in this.
1: After this movie, she begins to kind of, and I, I mean, I think that people did recognize her as like a talented young actress, but I think especially like after. this movie she begins to sort of like accrue a more prestige reputation which i think like right around here a lot like, we, like what I was talking about, Brittany, is like, it's just like, peak, we hate women because you are blonde. Like, it's like, peak, mm-hmm. it's like, simple life, like, we just fucking hate you, and we're gonna assume the worst about you if you're pretty and look like you're having fun.
0: There should have been a bunch of 18th century twinks outside, just being like, <laughs> we need to yeah. save Marie!
1: <laughs> I do wish, like, I wish that this was Marie Antoinette as the simple life, like, I I wish that it was her yeah. and Rose Byrne as yeah. the Paris and Nikki characters trying to figure out, like, how tea works, <laughs> like, how... Yeah. Uh,
0: there's something there's something about the movie too. I think it I, I think a, pe- a few people in the reviews did allude to like the idea of like drawing some sort of weird comparison between her and Paris Hilton and because oh. of the time period mm-hmm. but also like a knight's tale not as much but there's something about this that is very specifically like a 2000s movie to me that I cannot quite pin down mm-hmm. but there's something about it that feels very specific to that era when how it was made also because I guess because of the music too even though it's, it's like a lot new of like wavy. it's new wavy it's 80s like pop music yeah. which was obviously making like its own nostalgic comeback at that period in the 2000s. Yeah. And, you know, it's when like LCD sound system was doing really well. And obviously, like doing mm. a similar kind of music.
1: Oh, and her fucking husband band.
0: Yeah. I mean, this movie did make yeah. me want to listen to like Phoenix. No, we are right I know. I was like, I haven't listened to same. Phoenix in a while. What's going
1: to happen <laughs> next? That like Peter Beyond George and whatever the fuck? <laughs> <Peter> <laughs> like, I can't I have to stop. Out of every other song in the movie like The Strokes was the thing that for a couple days I listened to The Strokes again
2: maybe I just miss being
1: young like for sure Yeah, I
0: (laughs) I feel you yeah I was um, yeah
2: I mean yeah yeah, I think it's it's definitely a movie that makes you wanna just hit up your friends and do stupid shit.
1: You know, mm-hmm. so. it's a good yeah. pandemic movie because she's also like not trapped, but it, it, it could is, have been is this, like, this Melancholia. Yeah.
0: yeah, this in Melancholia yeah. could have been a fun Kirsten Dunst double feature for trapped in this gorgeous house. Like I, I love. Pretty much all the music in this, I I, I really love the Cure. Um, oh yeah, drop the plain song needle drop. Like that was when good. they yeah. get annoyed. I think that was my favorite, and I think that was kind of like the stretch that I really liked the movie the most. I think as far as like Kirsten Dunst too, like I just think she's a really underrated actress. Like I I feel like I know she gets praise, like she obviously gets a lot of attention, but I just feel like she's somebody now at this time that people forget how really great she is. Like most of the time, yeah. Like, She's like really we did, Rock and *Gorgeous*.
1: I rewatched *Dick* recently for the election by myself. Like she's, uh, she's just has always she's been. Dick. Yeah. She's always yeah. good. Like she's always good in everything. Shit. I think that she can like play a big breadth of characters. Like she can play someone mm-hmm. sort of like really knowing in the way that I think. That she is in melancholia. She can play someone like this who is like very naive and she can play someone like outwardly stupid, like she is in Dick and she's like incredible at all of right. those things. I yeah. just don't think yeah. that we were in a position. Like, listen, I don't think this movie is like a masterpiece by any means. I just don't think it would be rotten today. I, I think it's like a fun little trifle. I think that she's 100 really good in yeah. it. Yeah.
2: I think she is arguably the best. I don't even know how to define this, like, kind of role but like if you're looking for like this like midwestern sort of Mm -hmm. balancing like being youthful with having a lot of just like a lifetime of lived experiences in short period she's just so good at capturing that and like i think there's very few actresses that compare or anyone, like, in any sort of genre. But she, I don't know, she just pulls off anything really well. But I think, like, right. in terms of, like, her comedic timing is, like, on point to a point where it's just, like, I don't think she delivers lines ever, like, the wrong way that it's, like, no, meant mm-hmm, to be yeah. out. And I think that's, like, that's so hard to do, especially for, like, with her who grew up doing a lot of, either straight comedy or, like, borderline comedies. Like, it, I think it's, like, to go from that to, like, what she often does, it's just, like, really hard to balance, and she does it better than almost anyone, I think, so.
0: It's one you to watch this in A night's Tale back-to-back because back, A night's Tale is so much about the poorer... Underseen working class Like kind of like Rising above royalty And, and, and it obviously Is so like Pro-proletarian proletarian. In that way Yeah And then <laughs> um, And then this obviously Is like kind of Like fetishizing wealth But in a way that like Once again Like I think that I almost feel like She would have Made a more successful Version of this now I could be wrong Because I think this A movie like this Is inherently like Going to be political Even if she doesn't Comment on it or not Like it's obviously Like if you have Any type of context Or like yeah. You're know, interested in that You're going to come at it From yeah. that perspective of like how it's fetishizing wealth. And Mm -hmm. I I think the more interesting element of which I think we touched on briefly was that there was like obviously a sexist aspect to it where it was like they were Mm-hmm. you know calling for her death more so than her husband's I guess when they raided Versailles yeah they like immediately went for all of her shit they like basically like tore up all of her dresses and things like that you know and once again I don't have a lot of historical context for it. this is just based on like late reading afterwards so I feel like that's an interesting part of it I'm glad they didn't try to do obviously today I'm sure in, in a less capable director's hands it would have turned her into like a girl boss or something and oh my god would, that would have been really awful <laughs> but, Fuck, uh, you're right. <laughs> but you're right right though like the movie does have like
1: like, (laughs) empathy just like towards her things like because like as a girl too there is a like when she is feeling like insecure it does seem like what makes her feel better is like treating herself and you know like women are like we're told all the time like like treat yourself like have a self-care day but then at the same time like when the people like storm Versailles there is like this like almost like longing shot of the palace and in shambles and like really it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter but like at that moment the perspective of the movie Really thinks, oh, isn't this too bad about the palace? And it doesn't. It it never really gives like face to the people right, themselves. Right. Yeah, but hey, Sorry, they're not played by saying, homeless I, people. I'm almost positive. so
2: Yeah, yeah. I I just think in that sense it works because I the way I take from her sp- perspectives or to her perspective, all the French people who hate her are probably just faceless people in general. True. In this case, like if For you're sure. it, like if you look at, I, I don't think she saw any any of those citizens of France who were dying, suffering from hunger as people. And, and it, in, in many ways, like even like the the shots of luxury and like all of, like even during the, you know, the candy montage, right? Yeah. Like, I want candy montage. So good. And it's like her, it's like, she's probably seeing all this this way and she's probably like, wow, this is like, you know, I, you know, even for me being like from royalty, this is like entirely new level of like decadence for me. Yeah. Um, and I think anyone in that life and at that time period who's probably are like, okay, I, your entire goal is to just be rich and live luxuriously you're like oh this is like the best thing that's ever happened what was her job basically yeah 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 it's like that's all that
1: she yeah that's like she's literally told not to like reach for something she like has to have it brought to her so i don't know
0: it's interesting because like like once again like i haven't watched and it's a different royalty but i haven't watched the crown i know a lot of people really like it but i think like people just have like this obsession with royalty in the in these families yeah that i just have never personally understood i don't really get it and like the way that people are able to excuse like excess wealth wealth like this Mm -hmm. i'm just it's it's a little off-putting to me so i think like watching something like this now i'm kind of like once again that's what i mean By like inherently like There are some people Who can come to this And you know Obviously leave politics aside And I think for me Like watching it I was like You know obviously Considering those things Once again I think You kind of pointed out Courtney too Like I I never really felt Anything for her In a sense Yeah Except that you know But I I, I, I don't really know What she wants me to feel For her in that sense anyway Which is fine Like it doesn't I don't really fucking have to But like I
1: mean I approach this movie In the same way that like I approach like Say yes to the dress It's like I'm not rich I'm not getting married is it lovely to watch someone try on shit for a while? Yeah, absolutely. It feels fucking good. Right. Like that's what I yeah. need right now. I love clothes. Like I understand that like the clothes are a vibe of like written richness, but like I love watching her stupid hair almost like fall. Like that's another scene that feels like True. Kirsten's like about ready to laugh because she has this hair that looks like right yeah, yeah of Frankenstein. She's like toppling. Like, it's really over funny. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, and I think I think part of the decadence also almost acts because like she her life is like so sexless, sexless for a while right yeah and then, even though she still so wants it and then like for him his life is also the same way but for he has he goes hunting a lot which i think is supposed to substitute a little in for like his like human desire i guess but for her it's like this decadence yeah. that yeah. sort of yeah and, th- and it's like for her it's this decadence kind of replaces it and like living this like like life because she doesn't have anything else that brings her any kind of arousal, I guess, in many ways. So this mm-hmm. is the only thing that's left, uh, you know, until she meets like the Jamie Dornan character, and even then, they don't even hook up for Years. a good amount of time after that. So she's right. just like living in this like life where it's like. So I think in many ways, the decadence kind of works to fulfill that in, in, yeah. um, in her eyes a little bit, because like, i I think otherwise, she it's like very hard for her to keep going because she just constantly, you, your entire life's mission right now is to have a baby so you can like become the official queen and king. Nothing she does yeah. has any impact on how. How he
0: behaves so i uh, also i love rose Byrne in this i mean i love rose Byrne oh me she too I she's, was say, say, she, she's great she's great yeah. i think what
1: would be nice if it was like kind of a buddy film between her and marie Antoinette. Yeah. like i love rose Byrne's character just being like the most frivolous like she's the nicole because in the mm-hmm. civil life nicole is funny and knowing and fighting and she like gets it right. a little more like she gets that she's doing a role and like, rose Byrne is yeah. so fucking good at that here and it's just like yeah. i don't know she's one of those people that i'm always happy to see i She's kind of also
2: the turning point in like Marie's life too, in terms of like going from sadness and uncomfortable to like, okay, now I can have fun because there's someone who's right here. To, yeah. She
1: embraces yeah. like the frivolity and right. that it, they yeah. can just be like two simple life bitches together. Yeah. It's like, and I think <laughs> yeah. that, that that moment is staged almost like a moment that in a, in a different movie is would be staged as like, Oh, they are now rivals. And it's the right, opposite. Right. It's like now they're actually allies. We're not even allies. They're just buddies. But that's it's pretty yeah. underpronounced. So if there was something that I would like turn up the volume more on, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right.
2: Movie. And I'm I'm curious if there was like more scenes with yeah. them, which focus on their relationship, that like got caught on the cutting room floor or something. Right. I, don't, I don't know. So.
0: The Asia Argento part, which actually isn't very big in the movie, and it makes me wonder if it was maybe bigger originally, because originally I guess Sofia Coppola uh, offered it to Angelina Jolie.
1: What wow. I mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was happen. like, is that
0: yeah? And then I guess after that, she went to Catherine Zeta Jones.
1: Um, same and, story, to me. yeah, like, that's why I, I was kind like, bigger... of like, yeah, that
0: was good casting, that was yeah. fun. No, she she totally yeah. works in to yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Her, her and her and Rip were like, a, just they were fun, they
0: were like, yeah, the entire time they were on screen. I love Rip yeah, they're like, Rip, yeah. yeah, Rip Torn is just such a great, crusty character actor. I guess that was another part too that she originally like really wanted Alan Delone to play that part.
1: No, it's like oh, too really? obvious. Yeah,
0: she went to Alan DeLon and I guess yeah. she he brought her a huge bouquet of flowers and explained that he uh, did not think this was the type of role that his fans would appreciate in. and I guess privately he said that <laughs> he didn't have confidence in a young American director to do justice to that period of friendship. That was
1: maybe mm. like a smart move and like a good good for her for pivoting in the exact other direction. <laughs>
0: she you know? just watched yeah, Freddy, she know. just finished watching Freddie got fingered and was like you know what? What we I know. She's time? like, this is this, yeah. is, this is Louis the <laughs> Fifteenth. This is the this is the American
2: uh, <laughs> That it's would have like completely it. changed the early vibes of the movie, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Something about a scene torn, especially going from Freddie Fingered and, and dodgeball in that period to being like, all right, now I'm doing yeah. Marie Antoinette. <laughs> and then also having this like really recognizable French
2: actor in a movie with no French actors.
0: Right. That's like, what I like, think anytime I mean. heard a French accent, I yeah. was actually thrown off. I was like, wait, who was that? Like made no sense to me <laughs> Yeah. Once again, like the nepotism, like aspect of it too. Like I can't imagine many other American, like directors like that on the, oh, yeah. you know, their film would have been able to get uh, the French government mm-hmm. to let them shoot in the actual yeah. palace of Versailles. And apparently they stored, like the crew was like storing equipment in Marie Antoinette's bedroom, which is just oh, funny right. to think about. Like, oh.
2: I mean, I guess like thousands of people literally like, it's like true It doesn't really yeah. <laughs> Every day So yeah They're probably just like true, true, true. Used to yeah. Having to clean up So much shit from people <laughs> Yeah One thing I enjoyed it. I don't know If I just completely missed I don't know how people Are supposed to like Bow or curtsy Back in the day But it mm-hmm. seemed like No one in this movie Knew how to bow or curtsy And I thought that was pretty funny Because everyone seemed Very <laughs> unsure of themselves When they were like Oh welcome Or you know like yeah. You know being like You know kissing royalty ass Right Like it just seemed Really odd balance I thought that kept making me laugh um, Because I just like that So
3: (laughs) one thing I do
2: appreciate is that like she was able to like kind of make these scenes a little bit more fun because she yeah. seemed actually a lot more well-versed. Like Sophia seemed a lot more well-versed in like actual like design and modern like, I mean, French yeah. aesthetic at that time than like like the A Night's Tale director was about like- Correct. You know, right? Yeah, so it's like, you know, when you know so much about something, you can really poke fun out of it by making it modern. Whereas like, if you don't know shit about it, you're kind of just like, you're like, oh, this would be kind of fun. Like this is what my take on this thing is. Then you just still like you don't either, either know the modern side or the, the historical side. But I think her, like she truly did her research and homework in many ways, and was able to recapture that in like fun ways, or so just like had these like weird little gags that I thought were like fun throughout.
3: How lovely to see you! Yes, um, this is the Duchess of Polignac.
0: Hello, Your Majesty. We haven't seen you for a while.
3: I know. I've been in St. Petersburg, where I met Dimitri. Isn't he divine? Have you ever been with a Russian? No, I. <laughs> Look at that! The marquis's gone. Hope he doesn't break the chair. Is he still sleeping with Camille? Ugh. Anyway, I must be off. It was lovely to meet you. Adieu, cheries. Au revoir.
0: So yeah, critics. Yeah, I mean, like I know this one is like notorious for when it premiered. Can it was one of the you know many movies that have been booed. At the Cannes Film Festival, which is not fucking surprising, because it's in fucking France. I mean, like, yeah, if like a French film critic
2: booze you, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I know. I I would almost be like, like, I mean, for a guy, it's
0: good, probably. At least, at least people will (laughs) think about my movie now. Yeah. I'm more confused by the like when you hear about like 10 minutes standing ovations. I'm like, who stands for 10 minutes? I don't claps? know. I don't I'm like, know I would it. never I do know. that. I would like I need to stop after 30 seconds. I'm good. I mean, I, for me, I like after I
2: watch a movie, I need an immediate release. Like after mm-hmm. like just get away, and, like literally think about something else for a little bit. Whereas like clapping for 10 minutes. I it's mean, very you know, strange. Like, it's a strange
0: thing to do. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i don't want to pretend to understand french culture so it's so cool.
0: <laughs> neither does Sophia coppola she's like i'm not gonna pretend to <laughs> anyway film threat said that reports of booze at the film's debut at Cannes are more understandable now not because marie Antoinette is an inaccurate or indifferent look at french history it is but because it's self-indulgent shit booing and beheading are too good for it oh come on Dana Stevens of Slate said, just because the film's heroine has nothing to say about politics, revolutionary, or otherwise, doesn't justify Coppola being similarly dumbstruck. Like licorice, Marie Antoinette is a confection you either love or hate, and both effects seem tied to your feeling about the director herself and her apparent identification with Louis XVI's bride. For my part, I can definitely say that I love licorice and I hate Marie Antoinette, but I'm still wrestling (laughs) with the enigma of Sofia Coppola. (laughs) People called it odd, irritating, and tedious. And then there were people that were like a little more mixed on it. The AV club said it's a daring move, focusing on the isolated splendor and interior dramas and letting the politics remain at most a distant rumble. Uh, Coppola deserves credit for offering a different and probably truer perspective on life as a royal, but the perspective rarely lends itself to compelling filmmaking. The New Yorker was also kind of split, said the one transfixing virtue of Marie Antoinette is its unembarrassed devotion to the superficial. There is no morality at play here, no agony other than boredom. And until the last half hour, not a shred of political sense. The fun dies out of the film. In fact, uh, the film itself expires when Coppola suddenly starts dragging in discussions of the American Revolution.
2: Sounds like a
3: yeah.
2: perfect representation of a rich person to me. Like yeah. no
0: sympathy, like yeah. no empathy toward anything yeah. happening. You know, just like <laughs>
2: bored of life. Like that seems like the ideal, like rich person, like summary. Yeah, exactly. I mean- <laughs> Which is um, kind of ironic Because like How is that different From Somewhere Which like is almost It's totally right?
0: the Same way I, I'm and surprised that has Somewhere is fresh I'm surprised that Somewhere even has Better reviews than this I, yeah. I honestly am shocked By that Because it's about well, a sure. dude so that, Yeah it's about Stephen yeah, it's, yeah
1: it's like If it's about a girl And the girl makes it and, and then it's like Flourished with Girly flourishes Then it's bad mm-hmm. But it's just like I'm sorry What the fuck Does Terrence Malick Do half the fucking time It's the same Some, shit It's meandering mm-hmm. But it's meandering Boy shit I don't fucking care yeah.
0: Listen, I just remember that Ben Affleck was in the uh, Terrence Malick movie. <laughs> I, I still, I've still haven't it,
2: seen that one. I still haven't seen that one.
0: At <laughs> least it's my least favorite one. And I say that as a Ben Affleck fan, but Ben Affleck, Affleck and Sophia would be a really good pairing, actually.
1: Yeah, Re- remaking I, somewhere I, with Ben yeah. Affleck right
0: now actually would be perfect. They would, there would be like, an I like I'm on board with that. Pairing.
1: Yeah, that feels yeah. great.
0: Ben Affleck just lounging Loun- around the chateau is probably a very yeah. realistic. Uh, I thing want that him a lot like drunk.
1: No, I want it like
0: a way back, directed D-I by shit. Sophia yeah. Coppola. Way back, yeah, <laughs> 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 just shower beers, but just gorgeously shot. Some people did really like this. though and defended it. Andrew Sarris of the Observer said Miss Coppola and her colleagues have also taken an, an anach- anachronistic approach to her material with an anarchic uh, pop music score suggesting the complacent spirit of a contemporary spoiled teenager infatuated with the glistening surfaces of her generation and then wesley (laughs) morris of the boston globe liked it he said as art the movie is neither shallow nor profound just inconsequential yet coppola is too clever a filmmaker to dismiss the movie out of hand if her film is mostly surface then she skims with style which is true yeah yeah and finally roger ebert gave this movie an a he was a big big defender of it every criticism i've read of this film would alter its fragile magic and reduce its romantic and tragic poignancy to the level of an instructional film so i think all the things that people really hated about it he really liked yeah uh, oh roger yeah. i do think this movie would probably do better today though yeah I, it would who's the mvp of Marie MVP? Antoinette? schwartzman i think it I, might be short. i mean kirsten dunce is great but i i, I love i
1: love man. schwartzman like yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think Riff Twins for me, but like Rose Byrne, I think also was she's a great.
1: good... Well, Rose w- yeah. Byrne, so she would have been good. given more screen time. I think would have beat yeah. Schwartzman out, but yeah. unfortunately, maybe maybe Coppola knew that she would steal the show. So
0: also, I mean, probably MVP might be just fucking the 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 production and costume designers mm-hmm. and 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 Lance Accord, yeah. I mean, and the, the music supervision. They knocked that out. Also, uh, another
2: MVP is definitely the music yeah yeah Whoever that's true that's true her, yeah that's true. i think they did as good of a job as you can with something like this and i, and I know i know it gets criticism to being too like music videoy, but like no, you I can't that say word. that but then also like separate separate the fact that sophia is part of the reason why they're like a whole string of movies that yeah. became like very music video indie like UA yeah. kind of scenes like she she helped bring that in so it's like you can't disassociate her from that
1: no so. it's a no. strength not a weakness at some point
0: do we have a final rating for Maria? I think it's also
1: a future quote classic because like, yeah, if I was more of a get high with weed person, I think I would do that with this, but like if my girlfriend. Showing were your over... true
0: colors. If I was a get high with weed person. So <laughs> 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 if, I... <laughs> if I had a little vape and to suck on. every time I watched the movie, you know, Yeah. But I could the...
1: totally see like doing face masks with my girlfriends yeah. and like just letting it wash over me again.
2: Yeah. So. I, I, I want to, I would definitely want to separate that. I think, edible specifically versus just like a joint because I think you have to really get in like okay your feelings and the way that like you're yeah. taking it everything around you that you're so into it like yeah For sure. I'm here's like, the thing about
1: care. most historical dramas all I can imagine is like how much they probably smell I did not worry about the way people I did worry <laughs> the way about people probably smell the night's tale here I just assumed everyone smelled like lavender like it was great
0: <laughs> no I mean yeah anytime I watch a movie yeah like a night's tale or anything like that I'm just like god I'm so fucking glad I was not alive we all have Which, honor, yeah. even though like we live in such a fucking stu- <laughs> stupid horrible time right now I'm just like most period movies I watch I'm like I would have died so early yeah. I would have died so young in any of these yeah. periods I would have been poor and I would have died of a weird disease or somebody would have murdered oh yeah 100% I 100% live have been poor like it just said again like I, I'm
2: just glad I don't live my life wanting to be like secret service for the,
3: the
1: yeah yeah.
0: You're not like, Channing Tatum. England is like,
2: yeah, just like yeah, like that's that's your life's goal, dude, to really like take a take a knife stabbing for like some shit. I, and I guess yeah. this king's supposed to be like a good king, but he still like made you like. But
1: still, he's, he's like, yeah. Like, I want to fucking. Yeah.
0: I gotta die for Joe Biden.
1: Mr. Biden, okay,
0: okay. Mr. Biden, I will take a bullet in the head. Okay, I, okay, okay. I will leave my family with nothing for
2: you, sir. That,
3: okay, okay. And I do okay.
2: love like, I do love that movies like that, like imply that the only way to like get what like hot people is to be like a knight. or Mm -hmm. or like rich you know where like it's just like like I I bet you like the blacksmith woman was getting so much ass right like because she was just like living her life no
0: one today is like the only way I can get laid is if I'm secret service no one is like yeah (laughs) I'm definitely gonna fuck tonight if I'm secret service (laughs) all right
1: Okay, for those of you listening that aren't the three of us and you want to catch up with these tightly corseted movies, you're going to have to rent A Night's Tale, but Marie Antoinette is streaming, thank God, on HBO. So you can Night chill out Tale, to it. Tale, though,
0: I did watch on TNT with commercials.
1: Oh, okay. Which, it uh... seems like a TNT movie. But also, if you want to keep pace with Max and I, next week we will mark the return of J-Lo in honor of her 17-year reunion with the podcast fans, Ben Affleck. You added that. With her thriller, The Cell uh it's also co-starring Vince Vaughn my favorite Trump supporter Woo-hoo. and we're also watching a movie that I've never seen the 2017 Gore verbinski body horror joint a cure for wellness every time oh, it comes up people one. are always like oh so I can't wait to watch that um <laughs> the yeah, cell is streaming <laughs> on Tubi and you're gonna have to rent a cure for wellness
0: but Abid thank you so much for coming on yeah, we we're so Thank stoked you. to have yeah, thanks you. Thanks for
2: having me. I had I had a good time, and like it please was a nice back. excuse to rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you'll have me, I'll.
0: Yeah, no, we I'll would come love back. to have you back. Yeah, please. I, yeah, it's great to have you. And where can people find you on Twitter? Even though you totally have more uh, followers than we do, so. <laughs> I yeah I I mean don't I would recommend
2: not to find me because I'm bitter and okay. No, it's, not, it's underscore. Um, it's it's a bead underscore ISM is um yeah if you want to follow me please do if you don't like i please do also i don't care i try not to <laughs>
1: and then after you hit follow on him uh hit follow on us and then like absolutely every fucking yes. thing that we do on instagram repost everything yes. that we post on instagram subscribe to us on itunes oh. <laughs> spotify and overcast yeah. and write us a five-star yeah. review or else we're gonna push up well, or yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah Or else <laughs> if
1: we don't get a reviewer a week we're gonna do Gili. <laughs> so, no we yeah.
0: need I know I can't fucking wait to do so GD.
1: bad for.
0: I need an excuse to watch she so. I
1: know you do
0: it's,
1: it's, <laughs> I can it's, tell it's, you're it's, horny it's, it's, to watch
3: she the like.
1: lost night they loved you opening doors and pulling some strings
3: hey